It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Jeff, why am I always out? Ludicrous, did you say play rollout? What? No, Jeff, order more. Finding directions to nearest diamond store. Shop for Jeff. Hip hop for kids. Buy Jeff peanut butter. Got it. Adding Jeff to your cart. Yeah, now we're talking. Jeff peanut butter. It's that Jeffing good. Ludicrous confused his voice assistant for it. I'll be honest with you. I was surprised Tennessee made the citrus bowl. Now, for those of you that don't go bowling, or for those of you that kind of look at all the bowls as the same, and that is not a college football playoff, the citrus bowl is probably the best bowl in the Eastern seaboard that is not a new year, that is not a college football playoff game uh, or will be in the future the citrus bowl is in my opinion the first of the second tier of bowls so was i surprised that tennessee went to the citrus and i'm talking about all the stuff they do for players and all that sort of thing i mean i think it's it's the first of the second tier of bowls let me get your thoughts on that first um but were you surprised also that Tennessee made the Citrus Bowl? Because I thought that they were bound for uh, the Gator, and the only way they would move up is if Georgia and Alabama both made the college football playoff, and that didn't happen. So today's tough question brought to you by Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com. Best service, best prices in the biz there in East Tennessee and Knoxville, over 40 years of experience. Andy Mason, realestate.com. So I got a couple, I threw like five questions at you, Caleb. First of all, were you surprised that Tennessee made the Citrus Bowl? You know, I actually was. Um, I I was genuinely surprised. Now, I was surprised on two fronts. I was surprised that four SEC teams got into New Year's Six Bowls, for those who don't know. We know the controversy of Alabama in the playoff. We'll talk about that uh, on this show a little later. Um, but Alabama in the playoff, but then Ole Miss, Missouri, and we knew, we knew Georgia was going to get into a New Year's Six Bowl. That wasn't a shock. But Ole Miss and Missouri both getting in was a shock. That all of a sudden, the scenario that Jimmy had actually laid out for us last week about Tennessee versus LSU, where LSU would get the better bid, but they may want to go to a different bowl for recruiting purposes. I, it, it feels like that's what happened, which is, look, you would think LSU would have gotten the Citrus Bowl invite, and the Citrus Bowl is the best bowl that is not a New Year's Six Bowl, but LSU got the invite to the ReliQuest Bowl, the which is now the Outback Bowl. And Dave, we talked about this last week for a minute because LSU's nine and three, Tennessee's eight and four. By any reasonable metric, you would consider LSU a better team than Tennessee this year. 
But yes, I wonder if fan support had something to do with it. LSU has a bigger stadium than Tennessee. Tennessee filled their stadium more than LSU did this year. And both had equally disappointing seasons in which they thought they could uh, LSU maybe a little more so because I think they thought they had a real shot at the West where Tennessee had an outside shot at the East. But at the end of the day, I think that's what I think that's what swung it for Tennessee. I think Tennessee had better attendance than LSU this year, even though they were slightly worse. And LSU has a bigger stadium. And I think that swung it for them. Yep. And we're, we're going to get to the bowl selection process in Florida State left out. So Orange Blood will get to that. And there's a really interesting correlation between Tennessee and what happened to Florida State that I want to get into. Um, Tennessee got the short end of the stick because of very similar reasons. So I want to get into that. But first, let's talk about the Citrus Bowl. I, I am I am surprised they made the Citrus. I think the Citrus is just short of a premier bowl. I mean, it is it is uh, seeing Guns N' Roses open for Motley Crue in 1988. Um, it is it is a great, great bowl. Is it the headliner bowl? No. And Tennessee wasn't going to make the college football playoff, so we all know that that was out the door. But uh, had they slipped to the Gator Bowl or below, I would have thought, yeah, that's fair. That's appropriate. So for a second, I think we need to address this. Tennessee got favorable treatment, period. And that is on the YouTube page. If you want to vote, I want you to do that. So today's tough question, are you happy with the bowl? But more specifically, do you think that Tennessee got favorable treatment? So here are your options. So people go on and on and on about how a Tennessee – I uh, did not get favorable treatment this year against the officiating. And I do think they had a rough year with officials. I don't think it's contrived. I don't think there's any conspiracy. But I said, did, Vol did the Vols get special treatment to get to the Citrus Bowl? 20% uh, so far, it's on the poll, said, yes, Tennessee didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve the Citrus Bowl. And then sort of got 30% of the vote. Vols got lucky. And then did Vols get special treatment to the Citrus Bowl? No, fan support won out. And then the other is not really the offense is exciting. Well, so far, fan travel support won out, got 50%. Offense is exciting as 0% because it wasn't very exciting this year. Here's where fan support really helps you in a, a, a Citrus Bowl type of matchup is that the SEC is smart enough to know that if you send Tennessee to the, the Gator Bowl or Charlotte, you'll get a, a good turnout. But if you send Tennessee to a destination type of bowl, and I would count Miami because of South Beach and all they have, I would count Orlando because you can go to Disney World, make a big trip out of it. The Tennessee's not just going to show up. They're really, really going to show up. Tennessee is going to dominate, absolutely dominate the crowd in the Citrus Bowl. I'll go ahead and call it. They are lining up right now as we speak, a huge monstrous ball walk like they did at the Orange Bowl when they had a ball walk. And it was impressive. I mean, the street was complete. Four-way street was completely filled, a four-lane street. And yes, I think that TV executives know, and I've talked to a TV executive about that, when fans are watching on TV and they see empty stands, it's a red flag to change the channel. It's been proven through research. You're not going to see empty seats at the Citrus Bowl, and I don't care what Iowa brings. Tennessee will gobble them all up. Yes, I think they got special treatment because of the way they have supported their team in a bowl game. 
and the Orange Bowl was an example last year, but I could I could name eight over 25 years that Tennessee got preferential treatment. They did get preferential treatment, and good for them, and good for you, Tennessee fans, because you show up, and Tennessee, based off records, shouldn't have been in the Citrus Bowl, but they are, Caleb, and, and that's, that's where we are. There's some politicking into it and showing up at the bowl. That is politicking, and, and Tennessee does that each and every year. Yeah, you earn your special treatment by showing up. I mean, Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Donald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In Tennessee hurt Tennessee for a little bit, got unfavorable treatment from bowl games, and they did it to themselves because, as you know, Dave, they didn't show up for the Fiesta Bowl the year after they won the national title. Nebraska, that was a home game for Nebraska. And That's right. There, You're absolutely right. There was a lull there for a couple of years after winning the national championship. I was at that game in, uh, what that'd be 99-2000. I was at that game, and I think it was me, uh, my future wife, and approximately eight other Tennessee fans at that game. <laughs> and it was bad. Ridiculous. And it was bad too at Peyton's last game in the Orange Bowl. Tennessee didn't have a good showing. So of course you're going to have a good showing for a national championship game, but they expect Tennessee to have a good showing at the Citrus Bowl. Now, do you think they will? Yes, I do. I'm with you. They absolutely will. Um, I think fans are still excited about the state of the program under Josh Heifel, even with a bit of a setback this year. I also think that one thing that's going to help, I, for those who don't know, Iowa fans, even though they won the West this year, the program is very stale. Fans aren't happy up there with the state of the program under Kirk Ferentz. They feel like they're just stuck in uh, neutral. Kind of how Tennessee felt, even though, remember when Tennessee won the East in 07, Dave, to play LSU for the title? But even though they won the East, many fans still felt the program was stuck in neutral under Fulmer, didn't they? At yes. the time? Yes. Yeah. That's where Iowa feels under Kirk Ferentz right now. They're not after getting blown out by Michigan and knowing that they own they're 10 and three, but that's because they played in the Big Ten West, which is one of the worst divisions in football. They're not that excited about going to Orlando for the Citrus Bowl. They're just not. They know they know for a fact they're not going to compete for a national title over the next three years. Whereas Tennessee has hope. They probably played up a little bit too. Now let's talk about Iowa for a second as an opponent. 
there, there's an ongoing joke, and I listen to a lot of national talk radio to kind of get a feel for what other people are doing. It's called sampling, some of the things we might use here in the program. But anyway, um, Iowa has a very, very, very stingy defense. And they are known for keeping the game at the under. Like there were eight straight games this year where they kept it at the under, the over-under. And by the way, I was betting on those. They moved the over-under from 41 for the first one all the way down to 26. It's the lowest over-under in the history of college football, 26. So they moved it 14, 15 points? No, 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 no. Not for one game. It's just over time each week. It would go from 41 to 37 to 34, and it got to 26 at one point. I think it was Iowa-Nebraska. It was at 26. The under hit. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So this is not probably going to be an exciting game for you to get up and watch. Um, it's it's probably going to be. Uh, now, I, I do think Josh Hype will have, and we'll talk about what quarterback he's going to play because we're going to get into that. But I, I do think that Josh Hype will have some certain unique plays that will manufacture points. But just straight up, if they were playing Saturday, this would probably be a game that if you get into the mid-20s, you win. It's not necessarily bad because Tennessee's equipped for that. They can run the football. But this is not the most exciting opponent. This is an exciting bowl selection is the way I would put it. Yes, and particularly with Tennessee's offense this year and Joe Milton, it's definitely not going to be – it would definitely not be an exciting game because Iowa has no offense. They, they do have a stingy defense. And now, if you have Tennessee's offense last year – because Iowa has a stingy, stingy defense, Dave, like in the old school win in the trenches, but they have no speed on the outside. It is the most stereotypical Big Ten team possible. You know what I mean? Their skill players get wrecked, but they're stingy in the middle. Well, if you have last year's team with Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt, then I, I still think Tennessee would put up 40 points in that game, honestly. It's, it's I do too. I think I think last year they would avoid this matchup because it would be one-sided. And I don't know how much the Big Ten and SEC work together to provide these matchups, but I think they would try to avoid this one because I think it would be a boat race if it was last year. Uh, to give you an idea, for those that don't keep up with the Big Ten, Iowa is kind of like a poor man's Nebraska, the very Nebraska program that Caleb was just referencing. Now, Nebraska had it down pat. They were bringing in walk-on guys. They were developing them into very, very, very good players like Grant Winstrom. I don't, I don't know if he's a walk-on, but the point is, they came in as walk-ons or freshmen, and they were very okay and then they got very good through development in their weight room program. I don't know if they were on PEDs or not. I'll let you decide. But the point is, they got a lot better. I was kind of like that. There's not a lot of freshmen that step in ready to play, or even sophomores ready to play at Iowa. They want developmental players because they think the lack of in-state talent, that's the best way to win. And they're probably right. That's why people get – when they get upset with Kirk uh, Ferentz, I'm kind of like, how much better are you going to do? And in that state with a lack of in-state talent, personally, I think he's the perfect fit. And that's why he's been there for so long. And I believe that Iowa's uh, powers that be know that. Now, are they going to be happy with just making the Citrus Bowl long term when there's going to be so much money on the table? No. I mean, honestly, I think Iowa is a year or two away for making the same decision that Tennessee made, and that's getting rid of a longtime head coach. What does that mean for them? Does that mean a decade of dysfunction, as Mark Nagy would like to say? Quite possibly, because I think he's a good fit 
And I don't know that you're going to uh, see Iowa make a change and suddenly be a powerhouse. I don't think Iowa, I think there are certain schools that can can never be a powerhouse and, and they're always going to be second tier. And I think Iowa is one of those. I think the the payout coming from the Big Ten in two years with their TV deal will in, in, in an age of NIL will actually make it very possible for a lot for Iowa to be a powerhouse, but just like every Big Ten school at that point. But you're right, they're gonna to have to think creatively and they have to think right creatively. I think Nebraska thought right creatively with Matt Rule. But you know this, Dave. Nebraska tried to get a creative, high-powered, up-tempo offense, and they tried it for coach after coach after firing Frank Solich, and every single one of them failed, basically. And they had Bo Pelini, who was probably their only consistent coach, and they fired him because they couldn't get over the 9-10-1 hump. And then they went back for, you know, Mike Riley, Bill Callahan, Scott Frost, and none of them worked out. And for those who just talking ball for a minute, and Dave, you know this better than I do, having covered recruiting, Offensive line, you can get walk-ons and develop them. That is a position where you can get walk-ons and develop them into really good players over time. You can't do that with skill players on the outside. You're either fast or you're not. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much that simple. And now, I, I I agree with that. I mean, I, I, I was actually going to pull out the Jalen Hyatt example of a guy who showed up and wasn't great and got better because of coaching. But then I thought to myself, if Iowa had a Jalen Hyatt, I mean, that would change the program. So, I mean, I don't think that that's going to happen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details